most business owners are out there. They're hearing from everybody. You've got to do Facebook ads. You've got to do LinkedIn ads. You, I've got to outreach here. You've got to do TikTok and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And business owners are confused because they don't understand how marketing works. And none of that is systematic. So they spend some money on Facebook and it does or doesn't work. They do direct mail. It does or doesn't. We're just going from one to the other versus having a system that works time and time and time and time again. Okay. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Michael DeLon. Michael, please tell us who you are and what's your mission. So Michael DeLon, I'll give you the whole background really quickly. I'm a follower of Christ. I've been married 32 years to the same woman. I've got four children, two biological, two adopted. We did foster care for eight years here in America. I run a company called Paperback Expert, where we help business owners create a book without writing a word and establish themselves as the credible expert in the eyes of their audience so that they can gain clients and grow their revenue and make an impact in the world by telling their story to help other people. I'm excited for this one because I know a lot of people who are listening, you know, new entrepreneurs, that's our audience. We're like this marketing thing. It's a headache, Michael. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, well, let me address that real quick, right? So I've been in marketing for 35 years. I took a stint away from marketing to be a missionary to families for about a decade. And at the end of that 10 years, the last two years of that, I found myself in prison, meaning I was in a job that I hated at a ministry that I loved. And so when I escaped from prison and started my own company, I had a hard time gaining clients, Priscilla, because I would meet with them talking about their marketing and how I could help them. And they would say, well, Michael, what have you done for the last few years? And I'd say, well, I've helped build marriages and families. And they would say, oh, that's honorable. Way to go, Michael. Oh, look, at the time, I've got another meeting coming up. We'll talk about this some more. And they'd usher me out the door. I was a marketing guy. I understood marketing, but I couldn't get any more clients, right? So I went to my church and I prayed and I said, God, how do I help Priscilla? Because I know I can. And he gave me the idea to take all of my strategies and put them in a book. And so I did. I published my book on marketing back in 2013. Then, Priscilla, I'd call you. I'd set a meeting with you. I'd mail a copy of my book to you. I'd walk into your office about a week later. And there it was. My book was on your desk, dog-eared, highlighted and underlined. You'd read my book. And in that meeting, Priscilla, you'd say, now, Michael, in your book, you said... How do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. And the next person hire me and the next person hire me. Now, let me ask you a question, Priscilla. It's the only trick question of the day. What changed between those two meetings? Did my understanding of marketing change? Nope. Did my background in ministry change? Nope. The only thing that changed, Priscilla, was how you thought of me. When you got a copy of my I instantly became an expert in your mind, and you were now ready to listen to what I had to say. That, Priscilla, changed my business and my life. And I started asking myself, why don't business owners use a book to market their expertise? Well, it's challenging to write a book. It took us months to put this thing together. So we created a process where business owners, if they can show up on a Zoom call and talk with one of my writers, we'll help them create a book without writing a word and teach them how to use their book to differentiate them in the marketplace. So when I wrote this, I was a new business owner. I didn't have a lot of money to spend in marketing. I had to find a way to capture the attention of my audience and separate myself from all of the media reps that were knocking on the same person's door trying to sell them cable TV or radio or whatever. I had to find a way to break that in. 
I did it through a book and your audience can do exactly the same thing. I'd love to talk about how they can do it, whether they hire me or not. I can tell them how to create their book without writing a word so that they can gain more clients. Brilliant. Because you answer all the questions. A lot of times people don't really want to spend time talking to people, especially someone they feel is going to sell them something. That's right. Well, this is the world's best salesperson. (laughs) They don't talk to you. (laughs) If I mail you a big envelope like that, a gold envelope, and you go to your mailbox, do you think you're going to open that? Yeah. What if you open it and you pull out a book, right, that's signed to you, that has a thank you note in it or a letter? Then your prospect spends the next two or three hours over the weekend reading your book, getting to know who you are and how you operate. Do you think that lowers the fear factor of a prospect? It absolutely does. Absolutely does. Then if they go to your website and they see some videos or maybe a podcast that you've done or been featured on and they hear your voice and they say, I I really like her. I like how she comes across. We make decisions emotionally first, then we find reasons to back up what we want to do. That's how we do things, right? So I'm a big fan of winning the heart by telling your story and putting people at ease by giving them a book or videos or, or podcast as they're researching you and all of your competitors. Because when you market properly, your competitors aren't doing that. And it separates and it makes small business owners who don't have a lot of money, if they find a way to separate themselves and tell their story and don't try to be like everybody else, be you, tell your story, it's going to resonate with your ideal audience and you're going to find more people connecting with you and they're going to be more willing to have a conversation with you, which is the first step in a relationship with other people. That makes sense. And so it does. Now, I know people are listening and they're like, okay, Michael, but how do I do that? Like, what should I do? So let me let you talk them through and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Obviously, we charge for our service, right? But we also created a free service called Book Writing Bootcamp. It's on our website. It's an email-based system that takes you through every step of our process. It's absolutely free. Go to paperbackexpert.com. Go towards the bottom of the page. Sign up for it. It's free. We'll email you a couple times a week to tell you what steps to take, okay? So here's step one. Open up a Word document or a Google Doc and get out of your head. We call it the brain dump. Just start. Don't type, okay? Don't do that. Go to the dictate function in Microsoft Word or Google Doc. It will bring up a microphone and start speaking whatever you want to talk about. I want to talk about if I'm a financial advisor. I want to talk about the effects of the stock market, the importance of guaranteed income, why you should deal with healthcare, right? Those are topics. And then now that you have those out, now you can organize them in an orderly fashion. So that becomes your outline for your book. And then you go under each topic and you put bullet points of what are you going to talk about and what stories do you have of how you've helped people. So now you've got your outline. And then once your outline's complete, then you go back, start a new document, and go to chapter one and start talking. Record it. Don't type it. Never write a book. Always speak to write your book because it's going to come out much faster. And once you've spoken all of the content of your book, then you can go back and make edits and change it so much faster, so much easier. So you build an outline first, and then you speak the content of your book, get it out of your head onto print, and then edit it. And that's the process. I highly recommend hiring an editor to do that. You're a business owner. You don't make money writing books and editing books. You make money selling your products. 
hire somebody who's really good at it. It'll be so much faster, a lot less stress. But that's the process I totally recommend. Use the dictate functions. Use your phone. Your phone has a recorder on it. Dictate in your phone. That's okay. Get it transcribed. Now, Michael, I have to ask you this. So for the person who says, oh, I don't want to tell them everything about how I do my business. And if I write a book, I'm going to have to tell them everything about my process and all that. What would you say to that? Yeah. Uh, number one, very bluntly, <laughs> get over it. Um, number one, nobody's going to replicate it, right? You're talking to clients, number one. Number two, they really don't need to know everything, okay? I didn't tell you everything about creating a book. But I gave you enough information that you're intrigued enough. And if I said, you know what, at my website, there's a free course. Guess what? Some of your audience is going to go to my website and get that free course. That's a good thing because now they're in my world. And now I can educate them because I know that some of them are going to take my course and finish their book. And that brings great joy to my heart. And there's others who are going to try and get frustrated and say, I'd rather just hire somebody. Maybe I should talk to Michael. Okay, so don't worry about giving too much information because here's what happens. The more information you give, the more I realize you're really an expert and you know a lot about this stuff. If this is what you're giving me, I don't know that it's everything. I expect you to have more. So I'm coming to you because guess what? Everybody else is hiding all the information because they're scared. Give it all away. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to take your information and do anything with it. I needed you to say that because I need people be thinking about that and you oh, need yeah. to hear it from that point of view. Oh, this yeah. is so exciting. People talk about sales versus marketing. And when you're new, marketing is too much of a long game. And I'm talking to a marketing expert. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better be good at both, honestly. Selling comes in once you have a prospect, an appointment on your calendar and your face-to-face. That's selling. But there's a structure around that and a way it should be done. But up until that point, from somebody who doesn't know a thing about you until they are face-to-face with you on, in a meeting or on a Zoom, that's marketing. And marketing happens after the sale as well to retain clients and get referrals. So marketing happens everywhere. My definition of marketing is everything you do to gain and retain a client. That's marketing. Sales is a subset of marketing, but marketing is everything. It's how you show up. It's the clarity of your message. You go to our website, you have me on your podcast. My message is what? Create your book without writing a word. That message captures the attention of my audience and it causes them to lean into me and say, tell me more. Now my marketing starts working to educate them and to precondition them to hire me and to set an appointment with me. That's marketing. It's everything that you do. If you don't have a clear message, which is really where most small business owners fail, they sound and look just like a coffee bean is what I say. Coffee beans look the same and they smell the same. If you look like and sound like all of your competitors, you're not giving me a reason to lean in. You look like everybody else. Why should I choose you? Tell me your story. Help me understand your unique process. Be different from everybody else. That's marketing. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying that because I think the light bulbs in my head, everybody's going to hear this. Gonna ding, 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 ding. So yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Michael. Oh, you're welcome. You say that there is a difference between traditional marketing and having a marketing system. Oh, yes. I think most business owners are out there hearing from everybody. You've got to do Facebook ads. You've got to do LinkedIn ads. I've got to outreach here. You've got to do TikTok and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And business owners are confused because they don't understand how marketing works. And none of that 
is systematic. So they spend some money on Facebook and it does or doesn't work. They do direct mail, it does or doesn't work. And they're just going from one to the other versus having a system that works time and time and time and time again, okay? We build our business and our marketing on systems and we teach these same systems to our clients. So I just got off the phone with a prospect right before this call. I had three systems that went into effect after I got off that call, okay? And I went to my CRM system and I clicked three buttons for three different systems and now they're gonna get a thank you card in the mail from me. They're gonna get a physical food item in the mail a few days after that. And then a couple of days after that, they're gonna get my big welcome and wow kit with multiple books and different things in it because it's a system that we've built that goes out. And I assure you, if he's talking to any other publishers, they're not doing that. So I'm winning him over by the marketing that I'm doing because it's all systematic. And the next prospect I talk to, when I hang up the phone, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go click three buttons and the same thing's going to happen over and over and over again. So we teach business owners how to run simple systems in marketing because as a business owner, you're wearing multiple hats. Who has time to do all of this? Well, if you build a system properly the first time, it takes very little time every other time you run that system. And we just teach how to build one system on top of another, on top of another, one system a month, and pretty soon you've got 10 or 12 marketing systems running in your business, educating clients, bringing you appointments, getting you clients, getting referrals. It's all based on systems. Your business grows. Now you can hire somebody to run those systems. That's how we talk about system and marketing versus throwing it all on the wall, running after the next object. You got to the heart of what people are experiencing, especially entrepreneurs now. You know, run over to LinkedIn because that's where everybody is. But uh-oh, if you go to TikTok, you can be a millionaire yeah. if you sell your product. But no, 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 you've yeah. got to go to Instagram. <laughs> so, and let me speak to that, okay? Small business owners, first of all, you have to have a clear message. All of those things you just mentioned are channels of delivery of a message. If you don't have a clear message, don't do anything. Stop. Just stop. Get your message right, number one. Number two, you don't have the time or the money to go after all of those different channels. Okay, Your audience is everywhere. Don't worry about that. Pick one and dominate that one. It could be LinkedIn. It might be TikTok. It could be Facebook. It could be webinars. It could be could be a thousand different things. Take your message, dominate one, and become so dominant that you're a household name to your ideal audience on that one. Start gaining clients, and then as your revenue grows, keep that one and add one more. And grow an audience there, and then add one more. That's one of the biggest mistakes small business owners make is they try to market like Apple and Google. You don't have the time or the money. Pick one and become a household name. Great advice. Don't try to turn yourself into Google's marketing department. You'll lose your mind. Absolutely. <laughs> you will lose your mind and your money. What is the one myth there is about client conversion? The biggest myth I hear is I need more leads. Okay. I hear it every week and I question that because here's what happens is they'll do a webinar, let's say, or Facebook ads, it doesn't matter. They get 20 leads. Eight of those leads book appointments. Out of those eight appointments, they sell two. And they say, I just need more leads now. And I would ask, well, what are you doing with the six people that you talked with that didn't buy but had interest? What are you doing with them to follow up with them to convert them over the next three months, six months, nine months? Because they're interested. They're just not ready today. Um, I have nothing. 
What are you doing with the 12 people who were leads but didn't book an appointment with you? They have interest at some level. They're going to buy something in the next few months. What are you doing to stay in touch with them and educate them? Michael, I just need more leads. No, 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 no. You need to have a follow-up system to convert more of the leads you're getting because most people are not in the market today to buy what you have to sell. Probably less than 3%. But that's where everybody focuses is on the today buyer. What you want to do is focus your time, effort, energy, and money on the 97% of people who are probably going to buy in the next 90 days to three years. Are you going to be in front of them and be the only person, be the first person they think of and the one they feel the best about when it's time for them to make a buying decision? That is where wealth is created in business, not on the front end. That's such value. We're constantly on this, oh, the equation must mean that I need to get in front of more people and constantly worrying ourselves trying to get in front of more people so that we get more conversions at the end. And I mean, that distinction of like, theoretically, people know it, but we don't apply it because we're just thinking about that conversion rate. Here's the big formula or the big idea. It takes the same amount of money to reach 100% of your audience, no matter how big or small they are, okay? And to reach them and convince them 10% of the way. It costs the same amount of money to reach 10% of your audience and convince them 100% of the way. Remember one channel? over and over and over and over and over. Which do you think works better? But everybody's going to tell you to go more, 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 reach everybody. No, don't do that. Reach fewer people, own their heart, and then you get their recommendations and referrals to their friends, neighbors, relatives, and business associates. Well, that just expanded your sphere of influence four to five times because you're a household name to a smaller audience. That's how small business owners need to market. Instead of being a small fish in a really big pond, be a big fish in a really small pond. Fish in a barrel. (laughs) It's going to be much more profitable. Uh, Definitely. I can see that. And you're going to be less exhausted and there's going to be less running and more of a focus on relationships. Absolutely. Uh, Great, great value. Michael, to the person who says, look, Michael, I'm trying to build my brand from scratch. What should I do, Michael? Take a friend to coffee or tea and have them ask you some questions. Have a recorder, your phone or your computer on to record it. Have them ask you questions about your childhood. How'd you grow up? What'd you do for fun? What was your family like? Why do you live where you live? Why do you do what you do? Priscilla, you could be doing a dozen different things. Why do you do what you do? Okay. There's a story there. You're going to find themes through that story that are unique to you, that are really going to tie into what you do and how you serve people. Start there because that is a brand that is unique to you, okay? I've got one right here, actually. Let me, case in point, financial advisor came to me. She was a coffee bean, right? Looked (laughs) like everybody else. We asked her some of those questions, found out that in her childhood, her parents would gamble. They'd go to like Las Vegas and win hundreds of thousands of dollars. Life was great, A month later, they'd fly to Vegas and they'd lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Life wasn't good. That was her childhood. Then she graduated from college and lost retirement money twice through bad advice and stock market corrections and things. So she became a financial advisor, learned how to protect retirement money. So we published her book and the name of her book is Don't Gamble with Your Retirement. That's a story, a brand that now she has and owns that is unique to her because it's her story 
and her clients don't want to gamble with their retirement money. They want to make sure it's safe. So she takes her personal story and connects it to how she serves people. So now she's the only one in her market that has that story. It came by asking and answering some questions. So take a friend to coffee or donuts or something and have them ask you about your background, your history, sports, just five or six or seven or eight or 10 questions and have them just go deep. Well, tell me about that. Why'd you do that? What was the biggest adventure you've ever had in your life? What would you like to do if money was no option? Where would you go? Why? Give me some insight about you because your client is going to buy you before they buy your service. Tell me something about you. That's where you start with brand strategy. Very exciting. Now, Michael, I know I don't have much time with you, but you've already given me hours of value to the person who's oh, paying attention and listening. Please go and check out his services. Go and listen to what he says. Go and do it. Go and do something about it. That's right. I always end with these last two questions, Michael. What has been the number one book that has been the most impactful to you as a marketer, as an entrepreneur? So obviously the Bible is the best book I've ever read. And there's a parable in Matthew 25 that talks about stewardship and it helps me frame how I go about business. So that's one. And then on my shelf over here is one called The One Thing. The book's called The One Thing and it helps you focus. And then from marketing, I've read so many books from Dan Kennedy, Roy Williams, The Wizard of Ads. I mean, if I had to boil it down to one, I'll tell you what it is. It's right here. Positioning the Battle for Your Mind by Jack Trout and Al Reese. Okay, that is by far the most important book I've ever read in marketing. I'm trying to find the date that I bought it, but I read it back at least by 2013, but probably earlier than that. That book will help you understand how marketing works in the mind of your audience. It's still available on Amazon. Positioning by Jack Trout and Al Reese probably the best, most influential book I've ever read on marketing. Thanks for that recommendation, Michael. Now, my last question is always, what has faith been to you on your journey? Oh, faith has been everything because before I started my company, I was a missionary to families. We were living on support. So people like you would send money every month and that's how we lived, right? Well, then when I launched down and escaped prison and started my own company, guess what? Same thing. It's a walk of faith. Every day, even today, 10 years later, God provides our revenue through clients that he brings to us. We still pray every day for new clients that we can serve with excellence. And podcasts like this, where I can proclaim my faith in Christ and say, this is who I am. My faith is my foundation. This is God's company. I just happen to steward it while I'm here. And it has caused me many times to drop to my knees and say, Lord, have you looked at the bank account lately? He knows what's going on. And we try to make decisions prayerfully and say, all right, God, which way should we go? Read the scripture, have multitude of counselors, and walk by faith, knowing he's going to guide and direct us where he wants us to go. And then as we produce revenue, we want to give that back to the kingdom. So our faith has grown tremendously over the last decade because it is a walk of faith every day. Oh, thank you for that, Michael. Now to our audience, please go to credibilitycalculator.com. Michael, can you tell us briefly what that's about? Yep, You can find that on our website as well. It's a calculator because I talk a lot about credibility, but nobody knows what it is or how to define it. So the credibility calculator in less than five minutes, there are 20 questions you answer. I will give you a credibility score, zero to 100. And then we follow that up with five videos that show you how to increase your credibility in the eyes and mind of your 
audience. It's an online calculator that says, how credible am I? And you'll get a score, and then we'll teach you how to improve that score so that as you're out marketing yourself and your business, you look and are perceived more credible by your audience because there are certain things they're looking for. This calculator will show you that. So it's there at credibilitycalculator.com. It's also at our website at paperbackexpert.com. You can go there, take it for free, and get your credibility score. Uh, Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for your time and thank you for your expertise. You're so welcome, Priscilla. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do me two massive favors. One, please share it with someone that you know would benefit from this information. And secondly, please leave us a review in your podcast listening app. This will help us grow the show and get bigger and bigger guests that will benefit you even more. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you for your time. I absolutely value your time. Thank you for spending time with us listening to the Reinventing Perspectives podcast. Thank you and see you again next week.